Hi again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the World Football Index Scouting Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Miller, joined, as always, by Tom Robinson. Tom, we've been doing these shows for how long now? About a year? Less than a year? Less than a year, but, you know, I'd say at least six months or so. All right. Well, when we started these shows, we kind of came up, you know, with a big, long list of players that down the line at some point we'd want to get on a spotlight pod and, and we'd want to profile. And this is a player today in our tour of Gremio that when we made that initial list was nowhere near it, was pretty much an unknown for Gremio. Now he's been called into the Brazil squad and sat on the bench for two World Cup qualifiers. He's an integral part of one of the best teams in South America playing in the Copa Libertadores final in a couple weeks for Gremio. It shows how rapidly things can change in South American football, No. Yeah, we were talking about it pre-pod and it is the beauty of South American football that an unknown youngster can go from obscurity to, you know, potentially being in a World Cup or at one of the biggest clubs in Europe in about 12 months. So, yeah, I've been very surprised by his progress, but he's I think he's come through at a time where Brazil need that specific role and he's happened to come in to a squad that's playing great that suits his his skills and his his uh, his qualities. So, I think it's definitely the case of a really exciting youngster, but also right place, right time. Yeah, and there's there's something to be said for that. You know, to go from in April of this year, somebody who wasn't even getting time for Gremio in the state league, really, to now in November of this year, someone who's been linked with Manchester United, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, and and countless other huge clubs across Europe. So, Tom, let's start with Artur as a player. What do you make him out? What kind of is his style of play? Is it a, a defensive midfielder, at least in name, but can also provide a little bit more than that? Yeah, normally he's what you would probably class as a defensive midfielder, but he's not your typical destroyer. He's quite slight. He's quite small. He's much more of a, a passing defensive midfielder. He, I think the thing that everyone kind of looks to is his great pass percentage completion, it's about 93% on average this season. And he gets plenty of the ball, lots of touches each match. And I think that's that's what makes him slightly different and what makes him so interesting is because Brazil, for me anyway, have, have seemed to produce midfielders who are kind of either specialists in defending or flair attacking players. And there aren't too many players in between. So the fact that Artur can kind of do the defensive bits but can also you know knit play together and um, just sort of move and pass in interesting angles and and he's not just up and down like a lot of midfielders I think that gives him something really quite unique that Brazil have have missed over the last couple of decades probably so yeah that's one thing I I really like about him he's he's obviously been compared to a, a few Spanish players like Iniesta and Thiago Alcantara so that kind of Spanish style to his game I think is um something that's big big plus how about you Austin what do you think yeah he's somebody that as we said just kind of burst onto the scene out of nowhere and in large part he was probably the biggest beneficiary of Gremio manager Renato Portaluppi's decision to rotate a lot this year no side in Brazil have rotated as much as Gremio have and no side has come really even close to that and so there was a Copa Libertadores match away to Guarani and Paraguay. Gremio were in the final of their state league. And Renato Portaluppi said, you know what? I like where we're at in the group stage. I'm going to make some changes for this match away to Guarani. And that was Arturo's first continental match away to the Paraguay inside. And he was brilliant in that match. 
Gremio went down to 10 and had to play with 10 men for the final half an hour. I believe you told me a pre-pod, Tom, 100% pass rate in that match. And since then, he just kind of got his spot and he never gave it back up. That's how well he has played. And give him a lot of credit for that. He's a lot of fun. He's integral to this Gremio side, who, as we know, have a lot of fantastic attacking players. Uh, Luan, chief among those. But they've been really solid defensively. Kahneman, Jadomel behind. And Artur, I think, has been a big reason for that. So he is certainly an incredibly fun player to watch and, and somebody that has just kind of come out of nowhere and, and now is, is where he's at. As you said, that versatility, Tom, is part of what makes him so, I think, desirable for these big clubs as they see that our tour could probably be used in a couple of different spaces on the pitch. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think he's really dynamic as a midfielder and, and that's one thing I absolutely love about him. He's, he's so good at retaining possession under pressure. And yeah, the way he kind of, he's got a really good balance where he can kind of just see the man coming behind him, even if he's facing back towards his own goal, he can see the man coming and kind of just open his body up and do a little turn that kind of gets the, the team on the front foot. You know, his passing gets a lot of praise, but for me, it's that kind of that little drop of the shoulder and burst of acceleration to, to get him, get the team driving forward and turn defense into attack that, that I think is so important in, in modern day football um it kind of reminds me i mean it pains me to say that it reminds me of a, a former favorite of mine fabian fabian delph who who left aston villa but he kind of had that same ability just to kind of suddenly change change the di- dynamic of the team up the tempo when he needed to keep the ball under pressure and, and not give it away and i think that's um that's something that we've we've seen also in england with with harry winks um sort of coming through from obscurity as well they're they're kind of they're so good at taking lots of different little looks before they receive the ball and and then just making the right decision afterwards so that dynamism and uh comfort comfort on the ball for me is 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 definitely something that's absolutely key for for gremio and could be pretty useful for brazil in the world cup yeah i think that's the the next place to go with this is artur was called into the brazil side for the final two south american world cup qualifiers did not appear off the bench against either Bolivia or Chile. He's from the same region of Brazil as Brazil manager Cheech, so that certainly doesn't hurt for Artur. What do you make of his chances to get into this Brazil squad? A very difficult squad to get into and a very difficult squad to get into at this point, but I think he's in with a shout for one of the 23 spots on that World Cup squad list and perhaps for one of the few that remain outstanding. I think his name is definitely in there. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard to get into that Brazil squad because, like we were talking about before, you know, it's uh, there's not too many places up for grabs. But his versatility, the way he's kind of handled stepping up to Grêmio in the league and the Libertadores, and just everything about him, I think, gives Brazil a different option. And I think that's what Cheech is going to be looking for in these in these upcoming friends friendlies. Is okay, well, who can I bring on to kind of maybe change the dynamic of a game and he's someone as we've said you could fit in as maybe an understudy to uh Fernandinho or Casemiro or could potentially even be someone who who replaces uh Renato Augusto so yes it's going to be interesting I mean yeah I'm not too sure if he's going to make it I think he might be one of the very unlucky guys who who just misses out What, what do you think Austin if you had to put some money on it yeah it is interesting we know that Casemiro and Fernandinho are locked for this squad we know that the starting 11 for Brazil is pretty much settled at this point 
think maybe a question in goal, and you could convince me that there's maybe a question at right back. But other than that, Brazil know they're 11, that they're going to start at the first match of the World Cup unless some sort of injury keeps them from doing so. So it's all about players who could play a role off the bench. And, and can Artur do that? Cheech isn't incredibly fond of quote-unquote versatile players. You know, he likes guys that have one role and kind of can come in and play that. But I think as, you know, maybe the 22nd or 23rd guy on the squad, there would be some value in that in saying, look, Artur is a guy that, I don't know, maybe Casemiro finds himself suspended at some point during the World Cup. So Fernandinho has to start. Artur is a good guy to have on the bench in that situation. Or as you said, that Renato Augusto role or that Paulinho role, I think he could come in and do that maybe in a match in which Brazil is winning and, and kind of want to shut up that little bit towards the end. I think you could see him playing that role as well. Again, if he makes the squad, it's for the potential that he could do something maybe only once in the entirety of the World Cup to come in and, and play 12 minutes in a big match. But I think he's the type of player that could do that. So I want to include him in the squad. If I was the manager, I would. But I don't know that Cheech will, will feel the same way. I think you will see him in the March friendlies for Brazil in which they play Russia and Germany. He did not make this squad to face Japan and to face England. I think some of that was due to the fact that where it was at around the Libertadores, it kind of made sense. All right, let's leave Artur home now. Artur and Luan, let's leave them home in November. We'll bring them in March to kind of compete for those last few spots. So I think you'll see him there, and I think that'll be his chance. All right, here you go. Kind of get thrown into the fire against those two squads. Can you cut it, and can you sneak into that 22nd or 23rd spot for the World Cup? It's going to be really, really tight for him. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're bang on there, really. And and for me, almost whether he makes the Brazil squad for the World Cup is, I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and I'd, I'd like to see him do well. But for me, he's way more of a. I think the intrigue lies in what he represents for Brazil in the future, maybe after the World Cup. He's he's a player that they haven't really produced, and and one that I wanted to sort of compare. And, and just get your opinion on was we, we kind of had this with uh, Lucas Silva a, a few years ago, who's also from the same region as Artur. Um, and he was kind of seen as this passing midfielder to add something different to the national team. He kind of went to Real Madrid, didn't really play, didn't do great at Marseille either, and is now back in, in Brazil. Do you think that this is, could be like a bit of a cautionary tale for Artur? Or, or am I just uh, reading too much into that comparison? Yeah, it's tough because it is hard with these players who kind of come out of nowhere. And there is a bit of pedigree with Artur. He was in the Brazil under-17 squad for the South American Championship in 2013. So it's not like he completely came out of nowhere. But as far as his club form is concerned, he absolutely did. You know, he played one match in 2016 with Gremio in the Serie A and now has started 26 times this year is in their first choice squad. It's tough because you do want to be that little bit cautious of, ooh, too much too soon? You know, are we too far in on this kid before we've really seen him kind of play at this level consistently? And that is what would kind of concern me with the links, especially from the club level. Like, I don't know if I would be willing to make that leap, dependent on what the price is, obviously, is what would determine everything. But... I think there is not cause for concern, but I do think it's fair to be a little bit wary 
of the fact that he's only really done this for six months at a high level. And that's, you know, you never quite know. Yeah, that's that's fair. And so you you don't think that he'll he'll go in January then? That is also tough as well. I think with the World Cup where it's at and with his spot so tenuous, I think you could see him want to say, look, I want six more months to keep playing for Gremio. We'll be in the Libertadores again. I want to make sure that I guarantee my football. Because if he goes to a club like Manchester United, like Barcelona, like Atletico Madrid, we've seen this. You have no idea what his playing time would be, and you'd probably think that it won't be very high. So if he believes in himself to make the World Cup, and I think he absolutely should, then I do think he'll stay at Gremio for at least another six months, even if that is in like a buy and then loan back type scenario like we saw with Gabriel Jesus with Manchester City and Palmeiras. Because I think his chance to make the World Cup squad hinges on his ability to play consistent first-team football between now and next May. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's also spot on. I'm just I'm just agreeing with everything you say, basically. But um, I, I genuinely think that moving right now would be a, a danger because where are they, like whereas someone like his teammate Luan probably could make a move and and still get that Brazil's uh, call up, even even if it doesn't turn out to be the, the best move. I think yeah, it's all about just trying to show week in week out that he can do it. And he deserves a place in that Brazil squad. My my only worry is that the kind of big names that are getting linked with uh, with a potential transfer are some of the big boys in Europe, really. So are are they going to wait for the summer when someone might beat them to the punch? I think it's it's going to be a very very interesting couple of months for Artur because everyone seems to be interested in him now. You got big clubs from Spain, big clubs from England, and you know they've they've seen especially in England now you there's been sort of more young Brazilians doing well straight away and I think people are more willing to take a big money punt on South Americans and especially Brazilians than they were maybe a couple of years ago when they'd kind of let them go to Portugal or Ukraine or something like that before before coming in I think they're now kind of thinking yeah we've got we've got to move fast and avoid paying double in you know two or three years time so It's going to be tricky. I think it's also worth noting here, Tom, that he signed a new contract with Gremio this October, so about a couple of weeks ago. That extended his contract through December of 2021. Not that that really means anything, how long it gets extended for. But in that new contract, the buyout clause is all the way at 50 million euros. So it is the type of situation where Gremio are going to be able to control this. It's not going to be somebody has a low buyout clause that they have to meet and Gremio are left scrambling. With the buyout clause that high, I think that kind of allows Artur and Gremio to control how this is going to go. And that leads me to believe that he would not have renewed that contract in October to only then go and move in January. I just don't really see that happening. Yeah, definitely. It didn't seem like one of those contract extensions just to kind of push the the value of the transfer up i I think it was a a real uh important statement of intent from both player and club and you know i think in the in the summer just gone there was a late bid from an english club for around 12 million and now you kind of think well that's easily going to be double and i think maybe maybe in the summer we'll see one of the I, i think he'd be best suited to one of the spanish clubs i i kind of referred to him a lot as a a Spanish style midfielder, uh, you know, Brazil's Spanish style midfielder. And I think he, he would be well suited in, in the Spanish league 
not to say he couldn't do a job in a nice passing team like Manchester City, but I, I think Spain would be the eventual location. And who knows, if he does get that World Cup spot and, and puts in an important performance somewhere along the line, then that, that price might rise even higher. Where do you think he, his destination might be in the next sort of 12 months or so? Yeah, I agree with you. Spain, I think, it is probably where he would fit best. I think that would be best for him. I also think that, the, I don't know that this is the necessarily the right move, but I think he's probably above the level level of the type of player who needs to go to, to Portugal or, or the Netherlands first, you know, as we see so often with the South American players. I don't... That might could still be beneficial for him, but I don't think that's going to happen considering how big this release clause is and the types of clubs that are currently circling around him. That said, Gremio are also very open to the idea of accepting a lesser fee in order to keep a player longer. So if Gremio, per se, get through the group stage of the Libertadores next year, and if Artur then goes to the World Cup, think you could have a scenario in which Gremio take a couple million euros less in order to keep him through the end of 2018 and the end of next year's Libertadores before he then moves in that winter to Europe like we saw with Gabriel Jesus for Palmeiras. I think Gremio are the type of club that don't necessarily just want to make the profit off of him. They want to be able to use the player for as long as necessary and they want to work with the player to kind of come to the point to say, all right, Let's make this amicable. That's what they've done with Luan. They're in a really good spot with that. So I think that will also probably play a role in this. That I don't know that he's incredibly keen to leave at the first big chance that he gets, you know? Well, that's, that's definitely promising. Um, and uh, yeah, it looks like he's got his uh, head screwed on right. I was just uh, thinking, is is there any aspect of his game that you think could do with improving? Because he, he seems pretty complete so far, but is there anything you think he could still get better at? I don't know that this is something that necessarily needs improvement, but I kind of touched on it earlier. Just his consistency, not as in he's inconsistent from match to match, but just continuing to play at this level for more months and then more years. As we've said, we've only seen this for six months. You don't necessarily know. Uh, Wendell, a player at Fluminense that we were so high on earlier this year in kind of that same amount of time frame, has now kind of fallen out of favor with that club and you're not seeing as many of the big names circling around him. That's not to say I expect that to happen with Artur, but I want to see him do it for another six months leading into this World Cup to see if he can get in that squad before I'd be willing to say, all right, 100% bang on, I'm in on Artur, you know? Yeah, I think... I think that's definitely fair. I mean, from a personal point of view, I'd also like to see him maybe take a few more risks in the in the final third with his passing. I mean, he's got great passing stats, but sometimes I think maybe he just plays the safe option and, and keeps you know possession ticking over and, and the ball recycled. He's got he has got some good sort of what you'd class as typical Brazilian creativity there. He's, he he can, he can do a little bit of a dribble. He can. He can sort of do a nice little chipped through ball, um, which he he's, seems to excel at. But yeah, I just like to see him maybe, uh, yeah, just try and get a bit more creative when he does break the lines. And yeah, that that'd be my one sort of thing that I'd like to see more more from him. But yeah, other than that, it seems uh seems harsh to be picking flaws in what's a pretty all round game already for for such a young guy. 
Yeah, he's he's certainly a fantastic player in a really good Gremio squad. And I'm excited to see him and them in the Libertadores final against Lanús. Um, and then, you know, perhaps eventually in the Club World Cup. I think that would be a very good achievement for the club and, and, and for him personally as well. Well, that will just about do it. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of the Scouting Spotlight podcast. Be sure to follow the World Football Index on Twitter for all of the latest from us. But for now, all that's left to say is thanks for listening and goodbye.